1: Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers, and I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
0: Everybody, has promised, my special guest is a noted uh, politician. He's an attorney, a political correspondent for CNN. Uh, he's been on the front lines of uh, covering the widespread protests uh, and riots. And so we invited him to join us so he could shed light. Uh, he's a he's an incredible orator when it comes to speaking about how we feel and, and what we think and, and really what's going on. So please welcome to the show our buddy, Mr. Bakari Sellers. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, welcome. Hey, thank man, you so much look, for having me.
0: Hey, man, listen, uh, first of all, I want to do something because I want to congratulate you on your brand new book. He's got a new book out, everybody. It's called My Vanishing Country, A Memoir. And uh, I don't know if you could have written this at a a better time Mm -hmm. Mm. uh, because it speaks uh, on on a black man's journey through the South, past, present and future. Tell us about the book, Pakari.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And when you write a book, you never expect or want your book to come out during a pandemic. Um, to say the least, but um, in this book, I just talk about, I outline the pain and trauma of what it means to be black in this country. Um, I was born into a family out of struggle. Um, my father was shot February 8, 1968 by law enforcement in what's known as the Orange Road Massacre, and three other young men were killed, Henry Smith, Samuel Hammond, and Delano Middleton, on the campus of um, South Carolina State University and HBCU. And I chronicle that all the way through the, um, you know, the pain and trauma that most people don't even imagine. A father going to prison, um, you know, getting out of prison and having a felony. My mom gave birth to my big sister while my father was actually still incarcerated. Um, So all of that trauma um, bookend with the fact that I lost my good friend in 2015, Clemente Pinkney, who was the pastor of Mother Emanuel AME Church. Um, when Dylan Roof walked in and shot him in the neck while they were praying um, after Bible study and killed eight others in what's called the Charleston Massacre, and so I just talk about this pain um, and this trauma. And although that trauma may not be your trauma, I-, I try to talk about the perseverance and hope that's required um, and necessary to be a person of color, to be a- to be black in this country, and systemic racism and systemic injustice that we see playing out right before our eyes today.
0: Yeah, I think I think, too, man, when your book comes out at a time like this, I, can, I think it's kind of specially placed uh, because this is a good time for it. I mean, it's a lot of people still at home. I know I'm still practicing social distancing. And, you know, I mean, the TV business, Hollywood is closed. So uh, that 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 type of work for me is often. So, you know, we all do our radio shows from our homes now because of technology. The book, everybody, is called My Vanishing Country. It's a memoir. And We're talking. It's such a compelling time for this book to come out and what uh, Bakari is telling us about. So I want everybody in the Steve Harvey Nation. Uh, let's go out and get a copy of this book, man. You can download it, too. Uh, but it's called My Vanishing Country, a memoir. When we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Bakari about what's going on today in this country and how, his, what his views on it, on all of it. So we'll be right back with our special guest, Bakari Sellers.
1: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
0: All right, everybody, Uh, we're back. Our special guest this morning is Bakari Sellers. Now, I want to tell you all something. He's got a book out. Listen to me. It's called My Vanishing Country. It's a memoir, and he was telling us before the break it's about a black man's journey through the South past and present, and it's sort of really telling because a lot of it it's very fitting of what's been happening. You talked about his father was murdered in 68 and the, the, the other people and the friends he's lost along the way. And I think uh, I don't know a black man in this country that don't have that story mm-hmm. uh, because, man, I've lost so many friends and relatives and along the way, and now we're here in in this these deaths. So we got Bakari sellers now. Bakari, with everything that's going on, man. What? What is? What? What? What's your take on this? How? How are you yeah, seeing I, this
1: play out? Yeah. Um. You know, my father. My father is still with us. He just got shot in '68. So. I, I oh, I, to had, I had I had him
0: on. I'm sorry.
1: No, no that's got fine. I'm right. My dad. He, he still lets was... me borrow two hundred dollars every other week. So <laughs> um, but. But, you know, you, you brought up a good point. and I, you know, racism is killing black people in this country in two ways. Uh, systemic racism is killing black folk in this country in two ways. First, through COVID-19. And people want to say, um, why are black people dying at higher rates than their white counterparts? And the reason being is because we have these systemic injustices. Take the story that I tell in my vanishing country about where I'm from in Denmark, South Carolina. I grew up in a food desert, which means that you can't go two to three miles to get access to clean fruits or, or healthy fruits and vegetables. You're drinking dirty water, um, so you, you're more in, inclined to intake pollutants and, um, and and things that are not good for your system. You're inhaling bad air uh, because you're living next to a brownfield or manufacturing plant. Your hospital's closed because you don't expand Medicaid, so you don't have access to quality care. And you take all of these systems. And then you overlay it with the pandemic you understand why and you know this saying when my father says it all the time when when america gets a cold black folk get the flu well now Mm -hmm. america has Mm -hmm. COVID, and black folk are dying and so Mm -hmm. you you look at those disparities and those injustices and then you look at ahmaud Aubrey, who got killed in a good old-fashioned south georgia father-son lynching you look at brianna taylor they served a Mm no-knock warrant and they they killed her they shot her. They shot at her over 20 times. And then you have George Floyd, who died with a knee to the neck for over nine minutes. And all of this has to do with one simple fact, Steve, that for since, since Emmett Till, Medgar Evers, Jimmy Lee Jackson, beyond them, we have never received the benefit of our humanity in this country. Mm. You cannot tell me that that officer, that those officers, they looked at George Floyd is anything but being less than human. Yeah, I I I made the mistake of saying that they killed him like a dog, and somebody corrected me because they said if he was a dog, all four of those officers would have already been arrested already. <laughs> That's right. hey, Steve, could I ask the card a Brother. question? Could I yeah. ask him a
0: question? Hey, it's Carter, this is Jay Anthony Brown. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, and I went to school mm-hmm. in Denmark. Uh, Denmark Tech, trade yeah, I went to Denmark Tech. So, my question to you is, how much has uh, Denmark changed? from when you left i know it's probably changed a lot since when i left it was a long time ago how much has it changed since you left
1: well I, i'm still really close i'm just in columbia um, but i'll tell you this the, the city that once was a bastion for economic mobility you used to know my grandfather cleveland sellers he had the motel down there and the fish yeah. joint downtown and drove <laughs> drove a cab and um, you know my, my family's been in denmark for 75 years and um You know, what once used to have all like most of the most of the black South, you had small businesses. You had one or two plants where people had those 15, 20 dollar an hour jobs. All of those things are gone. And so what I knew to be my home, to be where people could actually black folk could have a middle class lifestyle that's literally vanishing before our eyes, let alone the ideals that this country promised us. And so now is the time for real solutions. You want people to get out the streets? Don't tell us to just go vote. Give us real solutions. We're tired of doing the same thing over and over again and still getting killed and becoming hashtags.
0: Now, I want to tell you all something. He's got a book out. It's called My Vanishing Country. It's a memoir. So we'll be right back with our special guest, Bakari Seller.
1: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
0: All right, everybody. We're back. Our special guest this morning is Bakari Sellers. He's got a book out. It's called My Vanishing Country. It's a memoir about a black man's journey through the South past and present. Listen to me. Here was the thing that I thought. I thought when social media came out and I thought that once they saw what we knew was already happening, once they could see the video of Rodney King, of of all this of eric gardner of if they could see it then they would get it and 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 that would solve it i can't tell you how wrong i was
1: right okay. because here's a video let me with you, proof. i'm only 35 years old right and you know I, I talk about the trauma i've lived through so i can only imagine with more years in this world what what that means i, I look at my father who's 75 i'm 35 and we have many of the same shared experiences and i bring that up to you because they had we had the picture in ebony magazine of emmett till oh emmett my. till was brutally beaten and lynched and thrown in the bottom of the mississippi river and his face was beaten and he had no bones left in it and and his mother had the courage to allow the world to see what racism and bigotry had done to her son mm-hmm. they saw that and they didn't care they saw what happened on the edmund Pettus bridge on bloody sunday Right. And nobody yeah. cared. And so right now I'm looking, I, I am telling people this, that if you are asking for peace without asking for justice, you just need to be quiet. Right oh, now man. is a time not just for peace, but it's, for, it's a time for justice to become a verb. And people are ready to see action.
0: Right. And I'll tell you what's making this appear to be different from me. And because I started speaking out about it a couple of weeks ago until whites become outraged.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it, won't change. And so, mm-hmm. this is what, like, on, on CNN last night, New York, they're protesting in New York. And I'm talking about, you're, you're talking the epicenter of this COVID 19. And to see that many New Yorkers come out, they're mostly young people, and 99% of them have on masks, but they're out in the streets protesting. To see them in Atlanta protesting. To see him in Kansas City protesting, I mean, I'm looking at whites, mm-hmm. and and it's starting to give me a little sense of hope here, because now it's not just black people that you have to arrest. You're gonna to have to arrest some other people, and and the you know New York Police Department moved out in large forces last night, man, to try to clear it in these uh, all of these uh, um, they having curfews and everything. Mm-hmm. But look, man, I'm like you, I get it. I get it. And, uh, you know, for reporters on there talking about what the looting makes no sense. I got it. Don't. But let me explain something to you. If mm-hmm. as Martin Luther King said that rioting is the language of the unheard, if Amen. if if you're not listening and I'm, I could take this brick and throw it through this window, can, can you hear me now? Now, for the looting, I don't agree with it. Because that's taking the process too far, and I want us to be very careful because they are looking for a way to, uh, as I told one of the callers today, uh, they're looking for a way to change the narrative. And especially with this president, we have. So we've got to be careful because he got his finger on the National Guard button because he wants to appear like he's doing something as the president. And instead of making sure the justice is served, he, he got his button on to send in the arm, National Army right now. And so we got to be careful
1: true indeed and and you know one of the things that i'll say just to piggyback on what you what you're talking about people are looking for someone to channel that energy and where to channel channel that en- energy and so when i'm talking about making justice a verb i'm talking about doing things like lowering the federal standard to bring civil rights cases against these bad officers criminal cases against these bad officers right i'm talking about making sure that we limit qualified immunity so they can't hide behind their shields when we sue them and, and, and think about this Come on, think about this thief. Right. you know George Floyd paid for the law enforcement police department that killed him because mm. the Department of Justice our federal tax dollars goes That's to these right. police departments That's and right. they don't have to have they don't have to have any accountability they don't have to have any transparency they don't have to have any oversight and so if we're going to pay for these police departments they have to have those things because george floyd brianna taylor they literally paid for monies to go to the police departments that killed them without any oversight so these are some of the tangible things that i want people to offer i'm tired of democrats and republicans telling me to just go home and and (laughs) vote wait till november no Mm. i want something now because in november at the rate we're going that's at least Mm. 10 more black folk they done
0: killed oh man. Yeah, he's keeping it wow. all the way. 100. Uh-huh, yes. All the way. that That's the interview and scene. <laughs> drop the mic, right? Hey, listen, man, I got to tell you, listen, everybody, his book out is called uh, My Vanishing Country. And what a great title. And I, You just didn't know it was going to drop at this particular time, but it, it is, man, My Vanishing Country. I mean, it, it you would think that 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 we will be saying away with this and we're getting better and better but it seems like it's taking a turn for the worse and i think the book is a great read it's called uh my vanishing country it's a it's it's a memoir excuse me my vanishing country a memoir i think it'll be great reading It's something we can all pick up on and bakari thank you for always being out front brother speaking on our behalf so eloquently thank you brother
1: and as a young brother, you, you didn't have to give me this platform and, and lift my book up. I think it's timely. I'm just really grateful for you always being there for us and giving us an opportunity. So thank you, man.
0: Hey, man, I'm with you. Thank you. Bakari Sellers, everybody.
1: Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Crowd yes, sir. Twins. yes sir.
0: You know, uh, what Bakari is saying is uh, is pretty much spot on. You know, um, he's such a, a great speaker when it comes to uh, speaking about the concerns Mm -hmm. Uh, of us and you know this is just a trying time for all of us i was thinking the other day here's a deal i was just going over some stuff that just black people have had to deal with and all this began with slavery yes i mean slavery lasted for 400 years Mm -hmm. okay then you ended then we had the recession we was in that with everybody too you know Then recession, then we had to deal with segregation. Segregation, we dealt with all of that. Then we dealt with what they called integration, but nobody wanted to integrate, so we dealt with that. Then we dealt with the civil rights movement. Then we dealt with uh, nobody could ride on the front of the bus, that you had to go to the back of the restaurant. Then we had sit-ins. We had lunch counter sit-ins, then we had Bull Connor down in Alabama and Georgia, George Wallace. Wallace. We went through all of that. Mm -hmm. Then we went through the March on Washington Mm -hmm. and we did Mm -hmm. all of that. And then we watched him kill Martin Luther King when I lost all hope at that point because I said, wow, here's a man who was just making us try to hold each other's hands. They don't want to hold our hands, so they yeah. killed a man. non Yeah. So I lost all of that. We had to go through that. Then we went through affirmative action.
1: Mm.
0: And then the next thing you know... Ooh, we've been through. I'm tired. I'm we were dealing with... Through. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Of yeah. Trying to get well, through Wendy all Lou of Hamer. that. And then let's it. just speed forward... And here we come. Now, the whole world is dealing with COVID-19. Yeah. But then the whole time, before the COVID-19, we was just dealing with the Eric Gardners and and the Trayvon Martins. And I got a whole list of names. That's a long list. And then Aubrey had just happened in February, but we got the tape later. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, this man, George Floyd. Well, mm-hmm. All of this is in the middle of the pandemic. pandemic. Well, gets yeah. me is why they don't get it. That's the that's the weird part. They don't get it. I, I think all they the shit, get it. They just me, don't. Care. All the stuff we've been through. They just don't get it. What? Don't why you care, guys so Jay. angry? Why you so mad? Yeah. What? Yeah. And did did you know? Did you know that this this police officer that was kneeling on this man? Mm-hmm. They said mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. They actually had worked together in an establishment. Yeah, right. yeah. the, the security. The, the owner of the club was on TV, and she was saying that they worked together. They knew together. each other. Yeah, they, they knew, knew each other. knew this guy. Because they worked at the same club. Man. All right. All right, we're going to take a break here. We need a break. Everybody needs a break. We'll be right back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this.
1: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.